welcome to Dream It, Derek, Do It, Live the Life You Want. My name is Jasmine, and I am your host for the day and for actually the whole podcast. Uh, <laughs> and today, I'm so happy to have Bill and Connie the Kramer with me. Hi, Bill and Connie. Hi, Hello, Jasmine. Jasmine. Great to be here. You guys are my first duo. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so, um, so for for my my listeners, um, I I actually do not know Bill and Connie. Like you guys know that usually I invite people that I know, but I've been so busy, and I, so I have my friend Pam, who everybody's met. Uh, Pam has been looking for people, and I'm so happy she's found so many people, and they're all in the three principles community. And so Bill and Connie just said, oh, yeah, we want to go. And so here they are. And so before we begin, I'm going to ask you to just introduce yourselves and let my listeners know what you do, who you are. Sure. Okay. So we, in terms of, of what we do, we've been helping people restore health and lose weight naturally for the last 30 years. And um, had a lot of success with that. Uh, but we would find that as successful as people would be in getting off their diabetes meds, their high blood pressure meds, losing the extra weight they wanted to, sometimes we would meet them again, six, 12 months after they went through the program and the weight was back on or they were having trouble with the blood pressure again. It's like, well, wait a minute, if you had that success, how did this happen again? And they would explain that they simply got back into life. They got back into the pressures and tension of their life. And they went back to their old habits of eating, even though they had found a different lifestyle that supported the life they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> but the pressure and the search for the relief from the pressure of tension and stress, they just went back to an old habit. Back to food. Back, Back to food to, to try and find some yeah. relief. Yeah. So we knew there was a, a, a mental emotional piece associated with staying healthy. And we couldn't quite find that until oh, just a few years ago, we came across the principles. And with the principles, then we saw that bridge of between what it is that drives somebody to reach for food when they're not hungry in trying to satisfy that inner anxiety or stress that will override what we know is a healthy thing to eat. So now with our program, we continue to help people with the guidelines that we have. We uh, work with people around whole food plant-based, but we also incorporate our coaching so that they learn to perceive their life differently instead of feeling like what their experience is on the outside that's creating their tension. For example, oh, my son didn't text me. Uh, what's wrong with him? You know, have I done something wrong? Have I said something wrong? Where's the brownie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we talk to them about their life in that way and coach them to see that the fact that their son didn't text them isn't the source of their anxiety, it's the meaning they're giving to it. It looks like it's outside in, but let's examine this a little more. And when they can see that, oh my goodness, it's my thinking, the meaning I'm giving to this circumstance, 
that's creating the anxiety. And there is the possibility to let that thought move on by, not give it the meaning that I was giving it. And isn't it interesting how my anxiety comes down and the idea of a brownie no longer makes sense. So this is a, a new part of our program that has been so fulfilling because it's actually been so fulfilling in our lives. Because like I say, we had success. We had a lot of good fortune in our lives. But every time we would achieve that next goal, the next, how much money in the bank, what's the house gonna look like? How many clients will we have? The promise that's always there in the goal, once we had achieved it, it's like, well, that was good for a day or a week or a month, but suddenly now I've got to have more. So we were in that same cycle of looking to the outside to fulfill us on the inside. And we kind of forget, right? We, we forget that, like we create a goal, but we forget why we're creating the goal, right? We're kind of like, okay, I'm going to create this goal and then I'm going to feel X, Y, Z. And then we get to the goal and we're like, why am I not feeling X, Y, Z? Well, it must not have been the right thing. Let me create something else. And then I'll feel, and then you just get caught up in this loop of, you know, actually guys, uh, feeling is now. Like, you know, like you can feel peace now. You can feel happy now. You can feel, you know, fulfilled now, you know? So it's kind of like, don't, noticing the, noticing the spiral is hard when you're in it. Or like, of course, I'm now putting a label on what it is, but it's kind of like, if you can't see the spiral, there's nothing that you can do about it, right? Like for me, I really saw, I'm going to tell you a story. When I, when I was in my 20s, my goal was I wanted to find, I wanted to have a business card, honestly. So I was, <laughs> I was looking for a job and like I needed to have a job where I was going to have a business card. And, you know, I'm 52 now. Trust me, I've had so many business cards. Now <laughs> I do not have a business card. Now it's kind of like, just talk to me. I don't have a business card. Um, so I went into this job and, you know, I got my business card. <laughs> but then 10 years in, I was like, man, I'm miserable. This job sucks. I'm just going to leave this job. I can't do it anymore. Can't believe I was put on this earth to be miserable. So I quit. Like, I didn't have a job. I just quit. I was just like, okay, it's anything's going to be better than this is basically what I thought. And so I quit. And then I started listening, you know, looking at who is Jasmine. And I was, I remember I had a wall and I had on this side, oh, there's the artist. And then there's the businesswoman, And then there's the woman, you know, like I was putting stickets and looking at all of this. And at one point I got scared because I was thinking, oh, I'm going to start my own thing. But then I got scared and I was like, okay, no, 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 I need a job. So I went to get a job and Three months into this job, I was feeling exactly the same way as I felt 10 years into that other job. 
So, and I was, I guess I was awake enough. Like I, I saw it. I kind of like went, okay, well, obviously it's not the time. Obviously it's not the people because they're two different companies, two different industries. Like it, they had nothing to do with one another. And I saw that there was one predominant factor in both of them, like, you know, looking at it and the only predominant factor there was me. Very good, very good. And honestly, that was not good news at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it brought me to where I am today and I would not change it a bit. Like mm -hmm. today I am living the life that I want. And, you know, like you were saying, Bill, before, before we turned the camera on, I, like you, had everything, you know, I had the job, I had the business cards, I had the career, I was traveling across Canada and the USA, I had vacation time, I had, um, you know, insurance, I had it all, you know, yet I felt miserable, mm -hmm. right? So there was definitely something missing. Well, you know, what's so beautiful in what you say, Jasmine, is you talk, you're talking really about where change occurs. And we find this so often in our clients, change occurs not from our doing, but from our seeing something new. And you're seeing that these two situations are entirely different. What is the one factor that isn't, it's me. And that was beautiful, beautiful scene, yeah. So when we want change, what we want to look at is how do we see things in a new way, in a way that really shows the truth of life instead of what I've made up it to be like the business card. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our conditioning, you know, all the marketing we're exposed to the Hollywood movies, uh, there's so much encouragement to continue the spiral. If you haven't got it yet, it is out there. Just keep looking. And so that insight that Connie's talking about that really brings about a long-term change is when we see that it's not actually out there, it's in here. We think, we think that out there will make us feel something. Yes, that's exactly right. Like I listen, I'm single, so I listen to a lot of dating shows. I think it's, I think it's very funny. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I heard a new thing. They said, I'm consciously single. <laughs> so like, this is the new thing. I am consciously single. Um, but I love listening to them. And I'm kind of like, man, I would so like to coach all these single people saying, look, these guys, I'm, I'm thinking to the I'm talking to the girl, right? Or even the guys. I mean, honestly, these girls will not make you feel anything. Yeah, like stop looking at them. It, it's like, look inside you. And what is it that you truly want that truly makes your heart sing? That truly makes you feel because you're okay on your own. Like I'm, I'm proof. I mean, I've been single for over 30 years and I'm okay. I'm not saying it was easy. I'm not saying that I never felt lonely. 
I'm not saying that I never cried, but in the end, I'm okay. Mm. You know, and that is such a space of calm and inner peace and trusting that all is well, you know. Mm. You know, that brings to mind an experience I had years ago. I was traveling in Mexico in some very rural parts of Mexico and spent some a number of days in a little village that was, you know, mud huts, mud roads, mud floors. I'd never seen so, such poverty in my life. And yet these people were some of the happiest people I ever met. And I couldn't put it together. So this is back in the 70s. <laughs> and I was pretty young. <laughs> and, but I, I recognized that there was something, I knew there was something true in that. I knew they weren't faking it. They weren't putting on a happy face on Facebook saying everything's great. There was a real settledness, just what you were pointing to, that, that sense of peace and happiness. And yet some of them weren't sure where the food was coming from the next day. <laughs> it's like, how does that work? So yeah, looking back on it now, I can see that they had just found that space of being willing to accept life the way it is without putting a lot of other thinking on top of it, like I will be happy when, because this is what is. And in being in that moment, they were just in the joy that they are. I mean, there were these beautiful kind of enlightened, <laughs> um, demonstrate this enlightened demonstration of how the simplicity of life is in being in the moment and just accepting what is and following that inner nudge from our own intelligence as to what's next. And isn't that the way to catch the wind in our sails to find the life that we want? Yeah. So beautiful. It's like the intelligence of the universe or the intelligence of nature is always got our back. It's always there. But as when I understand the nature of the mind to always look outside and understand how life really works, that it's inside out, not outside in, that I can catch that wind that's at my back and really utilize the intelligence that's living me <laughs> in a way. And that always ends up with a life that is very fulfilled. Yeah, just like you said, uh, your life, you had a nudge to do your own thing, but you were afraid. That nudge came from your deeper wisdom within, and it was your next. And I assume you gave in to that pretty quickly after you quit your... Yeah, three months. It was like I, I did that job three months, and then, like I said, I felt like, and I was like, what is it? Then I saw that it was me, and I was like, what is it that is making me angry? Like what's making me angry? I'm making me, it's, I'm getting angry because I wanna do this and I'm not doing it. Good girl, so, that's beautiful. You know, every time I was kicked, like hitting it every time I was like, when, and whenever he'd say, go do this, be here on this time, I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you, <laughs> yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, it has nothing to do with him. I mean, he's, he's got an employee and he's telling her, Hey, you got to do this. 
And I'm like, okay, now, now, now with this, you know, I, first of all, I know I am not an employee. I, I cannot be an employee. My inner being just is like, eh, 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 do not tell me what to do. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I was not made to be an employee, you know? And so now, but, but I understand what it is to be an employee now. Like, and when I talk to people who are employees and, and, I'm going to say bitch because it is bitch, bitch about their bosses. I'm just like, listen, he's just doing what he has to do. It's a team thing. You guys are working together now. So you have to trust that he's hiring you. You have, he's telling you to do something. If you disagree, tell him why. And then you guys can maybe co-create something. But if he disagrees with what you said, you got to follow what you got to do. If you can't, like, get out you know yeah it's like we're not stuck anywhere you know those are the things that came to me like it was like we're not stuck anywhere we can always always go always go sorry oh that's okay go ahead connie uh what you point to is what i love so much that in the midst of our difficulty mm. is the gold. So that's such a great story you tell because I love that. I'm sorry, you have yeah. to repeat that. You have to repeat that. In the midst of our difficulty is the gold. And you just gave a perfect example of it. In the difficulty, you could see this isn't the way, this isn't my answer. And it pointed you toward listening within. And that gave you the answer as it always does. That's where the gold is. It isn't outside us, it's inside us. And with food, we use that as an example. Like if you have a health problem or you have a weight problem, that's the gold pointing you to find something new, pointing you to come up with a different answer than what you've used in the past. And I think what's interesting in what Connie's saying is that when there is difficulty or discomfort, it's pointing out that we're doing something in our lives that isn't working, isn't aligned with the way we're designed to, to function, to have the life we want. But the nature of the mind is to look for something to do. So it goes out. Well, what if the discomfort isn't about finding a thing to do differently so much as to find the way to see how I'm relating to life differently? So that insight that we talk about so often in the principles, seeing that life isn't outside in, seeing that life is inside out, that I'm always feeling my moment to moment thinking when there's difficulty, do I want to examine what I do first and try and change what I do or step back another step and look at how I'm seeing life, the meaning I'm giving to what is occurring in my life? Because when I see that it isn't outside in, but that it's inside out, then what I want to do is completely different so often. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a question. So I have a girlfriend 
that is not a coach. She's, she's, she's not a coach, but she's constantly, we're constantly talking together about the inside out understanding and the three principles. And, and she, like when I first started, like she's seen my evolution uh, throughout this work and she loves it when I give her specific examples. Like, she's like, just, just give me a specific example because she just sees it. So I feel like asking you guys, cause you guys said that you were, you've been helping people for 30 years. So I'm gathering you guys have been together for more than 30 years. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So there was the pre-principle Connie and Bill, mm -hmm. and then there's the post-principle. So what is the biggest thing that you guys have seen that has changed? Like, what is the one thing that, you know, maybe Connie, he would annoy you or Bill, Connie would annoy you. And that now you're just like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's our evolution. You described it perfectly. What, what the difference mainly is for me, one, we don't try to, I don't try to resolve any conflict in the moment of conflict. Mm, love it. I just step back, relax, and realize we can talk about it later. And I'll say to Bill, I don't think we should talk about this. Now let's let's talk about it later. And I walk away. That way it protects me from getting involved when I know I can't come up with good solution. And so that's one thing. And the other thing is I stopped looking to Bill to provide me with any particular result or feeling in my life. I realized that whatever my life is, is a result of how I respond to circumstances. It isn't going to come from the outside or from him as a partner. And that has allowed me to see how beautiful he is and appreciate so many things about him that before I wanted to change and I thought it was my job to change them. And that of course never works. Mm. What about you, Bill? Well, yeah, <clears throat> I think you said it really well, you know, how sometimes things that annoy you then suddenly are endearing. Because when we first got together, these little things that were endearing, like she likes a really tidy kitchen. Now I'm a pretty tidy guy, but I mean, one water spot shouldn't be there. <laughs> so when we first got together, you know, and we'd be doing something in the kitchen, you know, there'd be a few water spots around. She'd go, oh, there's a, let's clean that water up. And I'm, I thought it was just so charming. This is just a quality of Connie, you know, she likes to keep it in that great. Well, six months in, Jasmine, <laughs> this was getting a little old, <laughs> right? And so, I mean, from that six months in until we found the principles, I learned to deal with it, but I was just coping with it. I had my kind of strategies to be okay with it, but I wasn't really okay with it. I was still had this layer of thinking that this is a little obsessive. But when I go a little deeper than that, the interpretation I had to her following me around cleaning up spots and saying, oh, there's water there. I was hearing, she's calling me a slob. I'm not enough in her eyes. If I don't keep the kitchen cleaner, she may not love me anymore. You know, all this stuff is kind of subconscious. Mm. And I found ways to deal with it so we didn't get into 
after the principles now, it's like I began to see all of that thinking, the meaning I was giving to something that actually wasn't being said. But even if she was saying you're a slob, that didn't make me a slob. You know, if someone calls, if someone says, I hate the color of your hair, I hate that pink hair, and my hair isn't pink, do I get upset? But if somebody says, you're not cleaning up water, and it's like, right, what's the problem with the water? I don't make myself wrong. They have their preferences and opinions, and those don't put a feeling in them. What upsets me is when I interpret what they're saying and sometimes not hearing accurately what they're saying and giving a meaning to that, that then creates the feelings of shame, embarrassment, anger, frustration, whatever it is. So after we found the principles and I began to unravel the thinking behind this resentment and intention that I was always carrying around I'm in the kitchen, I've got to make sure everything's picked up. And now it's like, oh, Connie likes a really tidy kitchen. And in my love for her, I want to tidy up. Now that is like 180 degrees. <laughs> That's beautiful. All from insight, you see, it's that insight of how life works, not trying to change her, not trying to change the kitchen, not having a conversation about, this doesn't make any sense, what makes more sense? It's just seeing how life works inside out. And then the intelligence, the wisdom that we all are and that's living us brings the solution. We don't have to figure out how to make this work because the intelligence that keeps a marriage together is the same intelligence that keeps the beauty and harmony and vitalness of a forest functioning together. Yeah. We just have to be who we are in a pure expression of that love. And what needs to be done shows up. We do, we respond to those nudges of the intelligence within. And that's the life we've been looking for. Yeah. You know, what I'm, what I'm hearing, like, I, cause I saw this lately for myself, what I'm hearing is that you basically saw, we were talking about you, you saw your personal thinking. You, you, you were able to separate your personal thinking and your actual love for Connie, right? And I think that's just beautiful. Like really, like I'm, I'm a little bit teary eyed. You got, you both are, you both are great. Like, <laughs> Um, and believe it or not, we've we've already done our 30 minutes. Oh, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but before we hang up, I would like you to tell people how can they reach you? I'm going to put everything in the description, but like maybe let them know. Oh, yeah. The, the easiest way is through our website, Amazing Health Effortlessly. And that, you know, has the main focus of health and weight loss and, and any eating um, disorders or that. But we also work, probably half of our clients don't have anything to do with food and health and weight. So you can just, you know, purchase a coaching package there too, so that we just basically deal with, instead of our relationship with food, we deal with our relationship with life. 
So anxiety, depression, um, anything that's going on in yeah. the relationship. So our coaching practice now is taking us out of the realm of just eating weight loss yeah. into, you know, not just a relationship with food, but a relationship with life. And it's been so. I can see you guys as uh, relationship coaches too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to really acknowledge you, Jasmine. Your level of seeing is so clear. And that's all where all change occurs. It's really beautiful. Thank you for our meeting and for our sharing with you. Well, thank you for accepting. It was it was a joy. It was a treat for me, honestly. <laughs> so thank you very much, everybody who's listening. I'm going to put everything in the description. So if you want to reach out to Bill and Connie, you guys will be able to do that. And I'm going to sign out by saying, dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.